I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends hanging out, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Cinema Guys. We were away for a couple weeks because we were at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which was awesome. We were there with our friends, The History of Bad Ideas, and we were got to had, got the opportunity to host the main panel stage, doing the Q's and the A's with the celebrities and running trivia with guests. It was so much fun. Anyone that uh, saw us or met us at the expo and decided to give us a listen, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy us and find us worth the time. Yeah, and thanks for checking us out and talking to us at the expo, too, if you talk to us, because it was fun to meet everyone. I got an invite today on Instagram for the uh, Indiana Comic Con which is the whole state, I guess. And I was like, oh, well, let me see what they have. They, it is nothing. I mean, they don't have, they're like any of their guests or celebrities are all just like local comic book shop owner, John, mm-hmm. like <laughs> there's none. And like local magic and improv acts. Oh, like wow. that's what, and so I didn't realize what a good job Cincinnati does with its expo. Well, and this year's expo was a little lighter due to, you know, they weren't sure how many people were coming, if they would be able to have it. And so they kind of just went a little lighter on the guests, but it it was still a blast. Like we talked to some great people and just had a fun weekend. Yeah, no, it was definitely a fun experience. I would do it again. I liked it. And I got to talk to Tom Cavanaugh and Felicia Day. They're you my did. friends now. <laughs> You you and Felicia Day were just like, you were like just buddies hanging out on stage, just chatting away. It was awesome. And we we were uh, participated in a Star Wars patch hunt, was which was really fun. Star Wars Joshua. And we, we had a chance to talk to him really quick. I'll let you guys listen to it right now. I'm here with Star Wars Joshua at the Comic Expo. Now, is this your first time here at the Cincinnati Comic Expo? Yeah, it's my first time up here in Cincinnati. Um, love it. It's been a great weekend. And you do uh, kind of a patch hunt. Can you like tell people kind of about that, the Star Wars patch hunt? Yeah, so I think a lot of the people in the Star Wars world know about patch hunts, but a lot of people I realize this weekend really don't. Um, so I feel like I've been, yeah, I've been telling a lot of people um, kind of what it is. So we give things away for free. Free patches. You just have to go visit a number of different booths or people play some games, answer some trivia questions, and you walk away with a whole set of patches. Um, So it's been fun. It's been fun talking to a lot of people that are really saying, you know, oh, it's free, like I don't have to do anything. And we're saying, no, we're spreading the love and giving everybody a free patch. They're very cool patches. Like, did you do the artwork yourself? I did, yeah. So this uh, convention, we did episode one. So we had a Darth Maul, we had a Qui-Gon, a uh, Queen Amidala, and an Anakin Skywalker piece. And you do do you do a lot of these at a lot of different like how many cons have you gone to kind of doing the patch hunts like so that's a great question because I think a lot of people think I've been doing this a lot longer and believe it or not this is actually only my second convention that I've attended actually as an exhibitor okay. um, I've been doing Comic Con and uh, in San Diego and New York and the celebrations for a long time but um, not as an actual like exhibitor with a booth. Okay. So that's that side's new. So you typically the like uh, design the patch and do the patch, and then someone else like you send it out to to get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm usually just a fan walking around, and I give out that artwork and make patches for other people. Yeah. And where if people want to find you or find out more about where can they find uh, Star Wars Joshua? Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram. That's um, at Star Wars Joshua. I'm on. Uh, Facebook, also, at Star Wars Joshua. I guess it's not an ad. It's more of a slash Star Wars Joshua. But um, And then uh, I do have a website. It is uh, pop-culture-fun.com. So popculturefun.com. 
And we want to thank you. We are so thrilled we got to be involved in our first ever patch hunt, and it was it was fun this weekend. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome, and I'm sure we're going to do it again many times. A patch thing is kind of a big deal at like conventions. Yeah, I have no idea. That's a thing. Yeah, I have no idea. And it, it was pretty fun. I'm so glad they did the episode one. I hate that when people hate on episode one. I talked to a lot of the two of the guys who worked on you know for Lucasfilm that were there, and they appreciated my love for X episode one. Cause the one guy was like, man, George Lucas is my good friend. And he loved that episode. And he's like, it, and he made it for his kids to have fun. He's like, and he's like, you'll, you won't find anyone who loves it and cares about it. And he's like, all the stuff that people say on the, you know, whatever he's like, it's just not true about him. Like, it's not about money. It's not about like, he still drives the same crappy car. He always drove. He's still, comes and talks to us like he always did like he's the coolest guy i was like oh thanks yeah. now i love george lucas <laughs> i know I'm, I'm one of the few as well that i i love the prequel movies but i really episode one is, to me it's just a fun film yeah i've always i mean quite gone jen's my favorite jedi so but enough about star wars <laughs> we, we, also, star wars tonight? we also talked to a husband and wife duo that do artwork called Jellyco, and they do like fun little. What would you say they are, Justin? Kind of like a, uh... you know, it's illustrations, and it's all of like the very popular or even like obscure but cop- popular like movies, and but but their style is very like cartoony and kind of fun looking, bright colors. Yeah, yeah, and we got a chance to talk to them which I will throw that in right here. All right, so we're here with uh, Jellico Art and Toys, and we are staring at an amazing display of art and illustration all centered around, is it 100% movies and TV shows? No, there's a lot of original stuff as well, but oh. we do we do a mixture of pop culture and original stuff. Love it. The Ghostbusters and Gremlins were the first things I saw, but then there's Beetlejuice I didn't see, and Future Rock. Anyways, it's all yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys from Cincinnati? Our local? We're actually from South Carolina, Columbia. So, uh, are you doing well at the Cincy Comic Con? You feel it? It's been great. We've had a great time. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the last time we were here was in 2017, and this has gone much better than that. So, how long have you guys been doing this together? Twelve years professionally. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you were in it probably before it was like cooler to do thing to handmade. Yeah, they <laughs> didn't have as more, much. It's been cool to yeah. see the scene evolve and more people really get into cons and. Yeah. There's so many different cons now, from sci-fi to horror to comic and stuff that cross over. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's awesome. And you're married. I'm we guessing. Are, yeah. so how, have you? How long have you married? About the same. We started this like when we were engaged. So we, we actually started this as a, a way to earn extra money for our honeymoon. Yeah. And it just kind of snowballed, and we like we had no idea that it would become like a full-time oh, thing. Yeah. Awesome. So then, uh, how many cons do you do a year? Um, in a normal year, we do like 30, 35. Um, and that's a mixture of like art festivals, comic conventions, gallery horror conventions, shows, and gallery yeah. shows. Yeah. Very, very cool. Is there like a, a website or Instagram or something people should follow? Yes. We have, um, we're on uh, all social media at Jellyco, J E L L Y K O E. And our website is just www.jellyco.com. Hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you very much for talking to us. Yeah, absolutely. Also, when we were on the floor, because we didn't get a whole ton of time to really walk the floor while we were there because we were running these room this room and but we did get a chance to talk to a few cosplayers and, and a few guests that were we stopped people who were dressed up um one of them sailor sister cosplay who you should follow on instagram and there were some anime cosplayers that we talked to and then a couple that was one was storm and one was cloud from final fantasy so they were storm cloud together yeah which i did not pick up on that until they said i was like oh yeah i didn't, I didn't either but we'll listen, listen to uh, a little bit of their conversations here who are you now i am an original character a, okay. a bearded lady from wonderland Ooh, i love it yeah. um so you were cruella last night and i have told this story probably five times today <laughs> that I was amazed that you didn't place or win. I thought you were awesome. And this is the way I've described it. I was like, perfect costume. I was like, but he was like a bigger guy who was very graceful. 
And so, because you had heels on, right? I had heels on. They're like three-inch heels. Yeah. You make it all yourself? I most of it. Like yeah. I would say about seventy-five percent of it. I had a couple pieces. The the red vest on it was not. I didn't make. But and the the black shirt underneath, I didn't make. But everything else, I heavily modified. The coat was a hundred percent me. The spots were all hundred all painted on. Every one of them painstaking. And the fun fact that I like to tell people on it: the buckles in the front. Dog colors, legit dog really? colors. I yeah. Know. I wish I could go back and yeah. see it again. Yeah. Do you dress up any other time besides for like in hero, like in, or in these? Uh, I don't know what like fantasy costumes that would be called. I do a lot. Of, uh, I actually do drag here in Cincinnati. Okay. So my uh, drag name is Anime Series. My Instagram is a Sailor Sister cosplay, Sailor Sister. and also on TikTok. Okay. Same thing. Sailor Sister cosplay. Yes. Yes, I do a lot of Sailor Moon cosplays, gender bends, and stuff like that. You are great. Like, really. Welcome to the convention. How are you having fun? This is fun. Thank you. Yeah, I'm having tons of fun. Thank you. Is your first time? Oh, yeah, this is my first time doing the Comic Expo. So, I love it. It's so much fun. So good. Yeah, it's also my first time dressing up. So, who are you? Razor from Genshin Impact. Do you feel like you nailed your costume? Yeah, I think I did pretty good. That's awesome. I love the sword. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you for being yeah, on our podcast, and great job. This is yeah, awesome. Thank you so yeah, enjoy, much. Enjoy the rest of your time. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So, uh, what do you guys dress as? I'm Storm oh, from X-Men. Cloud from Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. So, I have a, the sword, right? Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. How the the contacts? It, They're not bad, honestly. I just got them off Amazon. Can you see everything? I can, yeah. Like, it's better when I look down, but... I can see. So. Uh, this is our first time coming to a convention of any sorts, but th she just recently got into like comics and anime, so this is really new for her. Yes. yes. She picked a good one. Yeah, it's a stor stormy cloud. You know, it's a stormy night going on tonight. Did you make this? We did. Yeah, we did. So, have you enjoyed your weekend at the yeah. Expo? We really have. Yeah, we really, yeah, it's really, really cool. What, what's been your favorite thing? Ooh, seeing uh, most of the celebrities I didn't think would be here. I don't know his name, but the uh, grandpa from American Dragon, the old cartoon. Well, th thank you very much. Enjoy the oh, rest no of your problem. time. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, then who are you? Uh, I'm Adam Eve from Invincible. Oh, I know this. Actually, that's funny because I was thinking today I didn't see anyone from Invincible. Have you seen any other Invincible characters? Uh, yesterday I saw an Omni-Man, and I've like heard about an Omni-Man around, but I haven't seen him yet. So. Omni Man. Oh man, that would have been so good. Did he look Omni Man? Was he, he did. He was, uh, no, he didn't have a beard or anything, but he was very serious about his Omni Man, so he fit the bill. Is your first time? Yeah, this is my first time at a comic expo. Yeah, I really like it. Um, it's really cool. Everyone is really like accepting and inviting. Thank you guys so much Thank for you. being here. Yeah, As always, I always have fun with the expo, and I know for a fact we will be back next year, and I'm sure it'll be just as much fun as it was this year so anyone who lives in cincinnati or if you don't and you want to travel to a, a convention come to our cincinnati comic expo which happens in september but would you guys like to know what we're doing today no i know you never yeah, do justin would I you would, like to know what we're doing because i don't know what we're doing <laughs> well we've been away for a few weeks uh our last episode was monuments men which was a fun episode to do working with the Cincinnati Art Museum and Russell, who came on the podcast with us. That was a lot of fun. But check out his podcast as well, The Art Palace. So this week, we are back to a movie that just came out a few weeks ago. We're back into my favorite genre of film, horror movies. Horror. Oh, I thought you like serious dramas that make you think. No, uh, <laughs> You know, some days, some days I do. But this week we are going to talk James Wan's Malignant, which is in theaters and on HBO Max. And he has mainly done horror films except for Fast and the Furious, right? Fast and the Furious and Aquaman. Oh, I forgot he did Aquaman. But he's, I mean, people know him for the Conjuring universe and the Conjuring movies, Insidious. And, I mean, he's he's big in the horror community, obviously. I don't think I saw Insidious. I didn't like him. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. 
We we also have a fun little twist in our top this, and then we're going to end with our home recommendations. Let's jump into top this. All right, so this week we are doing a four-course reel, and we're picking our appetizer, our salad, our main course is malignant, and then we're finishing off with a dessert. So hold on, do you do your appetizers before salads? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. Do you do you do your salad before an appetizer? Do no, I don't like- know how fancy meals work, and I usually don't get a salad. I actually usually don't get appetizers either. I'm not a big app guy. Okay. Interesting. I'm as much food as they'll allow no, me see, I would in courses. Do, and I actually never do dessert. I would do like three entrees before I would do dessert. Really? Yeah. Yeah. More often than not, I can't make it to dessert by the time I get yeah. there. I'm like, yeah, I dessert. can't get it anyway. At a restaurant. <laughs> I do. I love dessert restaurants. The only, the, my favorite place when I was little to get dessert was Chi-Chi's. You remember Chi-Chi's? Oh my God. Yes. The they one that literally means boobs. Does it really? Chi Chi's boobs. I had no idea, but they had really good fried ice cream. We're not going to round robin it this week, Justin. Mm. I'm calling in a, a new play as the Cinemaster. We're each going to give our full meal, or, or sorry, our full reel, as we are saying. So break down your 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 entire reel. That's what we're okay. going to do. All right, who's going first? Bradley, you should. All right, I'll go first. So for my appetizer course, I'm going to start off with a movie from Dark Castle Films from 2005. That oh, are these oh. all going to be movies we've never heard of? No, no, this, these won't be. Are you going to a restaurant family. that no one's ever ate from before? <laughs> my Shutter friends probably have. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! Sweet Burn Branch from uh, 2005. It has one of my favorite kills in film. And that is House of Wax. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No, not kidding you at all. So why would you get that salad before you knew you're getting your main course of malignant? Did you not? I made all mine go together. Do we not supposed to? No, you're supposed to. I mean, you could do what you want. You can do however you want your reel to be. Mine all go together in a, a way that kind of, for me, movies that kind of go with malignant in a way like malignant feels very much like a dark castle film from the late 90s early 2000s you know uh 13 ghosts ghost ship house on the oh, hill ship like, ghost like, ship was the worst like it, it has that feel of this movie could have came out in during that time that that's why right. i picked house of wax as my starter course and then moving on to our next course our salad we are going to go with a James Wan movie from 2007, my favorite James Wan movie, and that is Dead Silence. Yeah, I got nothing. All of your movies are going to be met with that. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But I love Dead Silence. It's one that really plays a lot off of sound. It's got a little twist in the end that I, I just really like the movie. So if you haven't seen Dead Silence, I highly suggest that one. And then, obviously, we have Malignant as our main course. And then we're going to finish it off with a movie from 1995 called Hideaway with starring Jeff Goldblum, Alicia Silverstone. What? Uh, yeah. This sounds interesting because I love both of them. <laughs> and it is a movie about Jeff Goldblum. His uh, He gets into a car accident and pretty much dies and he comes back but then he's psychically linked to a killer to where he can see when the killer's killing somebody but it reverses too so the killer can see through his eyes and starts going after his daughter who is alicia silverstone huh at least so alicia silverstone plays jeff goldblum's daughter yes wow i figured it was a nice little kind of close it out with a little uh connection you know to a killer in a way we'll get to a, a you know spoilers of malignant later but <laughs> so that's my four course reel here I'll, I'll go over them real quick we got house of wax dead silence malignant hideaway whose reel is next i'll go all right cinnamon what do you got okay my appetizer are you ready i'm ready yes twilight Ooh. <laughs> 
So how how are you connecting your films? Things that will make me happy knowing that something I don't like is coming. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Twilight is happening. And then I'm going to be French and I'm going to have the mi- first one. You would watch the first Twilight or is this all of them? Oh, it's just the first one because I do like that one. I do too. But here we are. Um, I'm going to also be French and I'm going to have my my main course next, which is Malignant. Oh, you're, you're not having a salad course. Oh, I am. The French oh. have the salad course after the entree and before dessert. Look at you. You guys are so fancy with your so meals. I'm going to do Twilight as my appetizer. Malignant as my main. Midsomar as my salad. Oh, wow. Because that's wow. the better. That's the better horror movie. Because in my brain, I'm like, okay, look, I'm gonna have Twilight. It's gonna make me happy. It's gonna get me through this next thing that I'm gonna have to do. And then I eat my main and I'm like, this was fine. Didn't love it. Didn't scratch that itch. I want something more. And then I'm like, oh yeah, my salad course, which is Midsommar. And then I have Midsommar. You're like, I need something a little heavier after main course. I mean, that's kind yes. of how I feel. Okay, okay. But no, at the same, it's more like a palate cleanser. Okay, interesting. All right. And then I have my my salad course, which is Midsommar. And then I finish it off with a thing that is happy and I can go to sleep to. Because every time I watch a, fa- a sad movie or a scary movie, I have to watch something happy, which I'm going to watch Princess Bride afterwards. Oh, Princess Bride. So I agree with the happy. That's why I, I, w- I was going to do my dessert or something happy because I don't want that's what I wanted to do this afternoon. And then if I want a little like nosh on the way home. I'm going to watch the mummy because I want to get like right back to that, like little bit of like spice. So that's just, well, if I, like I, that's your, it. I like your meal here. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you're, you throw in a fifth, fifth, uh, just in case, it, cause I'm a hobbit at heart. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and you're talking Brendan Fraser's. The mummy, yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not Tom Cruise's. That's for no. sure. Man, that movie's terrible. Brendan Fraser. The, he's having a real comeback right now. He is. Is he really? Oh yeah. yeah. With what? I mean, there's just a lot of support with him online. Like a lot of people on TikTok really are supporting him. A lot of people online are really supporting him because people are giving him shit for looking old. And he used to be real freaking hot when he was in like George the Jungle and the mummy and stuff. I didn't know that any of this was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Now he just looks like a normal dude. And people are like, what the hell happened to him? And then the Internet rallied behind him and was like, you leave him alone. He's a treasure. Leave Brittany alone. And he's in. I mean, he's in Doom Patrol, too. So it's. Yeah. Who is he in Doom Patrol? He's the uh, the robot guy, Cliff. Anyway, all right, your uh, four course reel slash possible, you know, cleanser. All right, four up there. there. I mean, that's be. only if I'm feeling something at midnight the night of. Okay, if you need a Taco Bell fourth meal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I kept it all in the horror, knowing that I'm going in to get a horror meal. All right, so I actually did a little bit of this today. So my salad no appetizer sorry would be uh an episode of supernatural yeah it's light it's light fun and actually the one i watched today was like a hooked killer and like it was like a kind of a killer who's killing people in gruesome ways and so it kind of like set the tone for what i was going to eat later on so it was good on my palate to have that Yeah. So then the salad, which isn't my favorite anyways, that's why I'm putting this as a salad, because I was thinking of movies where a lot of what's happening seems to be in the person's head as opposed to in real life. So I went with it. I would watch it Mm, as an appetizer. Like, oh, this isn't. And I think I'd stick with the new ones because I just don't feel like watching the old ones. Um, (laughs) And then the movie, we would have it and you would be like, wow, I. I have my, we'll talk about that in a second, what I thought about that. And then I was thinking end it with a comedy because that's dessert. That's fun. That's exciting. But I didn't, I decided to keep it there. And one of my favorite horror, like kind of fun movies last year was uh, freaky. So I think I dessert with freaky with Vince Vaughn. And then that, that would be mine. I like that. I was, Freaky's really fun movie. I was debating on going for like an all horror reel, but I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Because I knew you yeah, both no, would probably I, I do think that. That's a good idea. I like I like that because that's where I was going originally. This was fun, guys. I, I like changing it up a little bit with this uh, four course reel. Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
before we jump into malignant i'm gonna say become a patron of the show patreon.com slash the cinema guys for as little as a dollar and you can give us top this ideas um depending on your levels you can come play justin's favorite named game cinephile oh or you can uh you know try to go after marty in the top tier and you'll get to pick a movie for us to to watch and talk about. All right, let's talk about Malignant. The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Happy birthday. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? Imaginary the devil let's talk about malignant <gasps> that's good uh what is the what does the word mean i meant to look it up and i never did malignant here, here i'll read it to you malignant malignant cells can invade and destroy nearby tissue and spread to other parts of the body uh, they're basically so cancerous cancer term, which makes sense tending to infiltrate metastasize and terminate fatally y'all's malignant yeah. I mean, you'll you'll hear the the term like malignant tumor a lot or something yes. like that. So, all right, I'm ready to talk about this movie. Before we get into the ruinsies, we'll give our letterbox rating of the film and just a quick thought of what you we thought of the the movie, and then after that, just forewarned, we are going to go into spoilers or we call them ruinsies. I don't think you could talk you could talk about this movie. It would be very difficult to talk about this movie without the the twist. So Yeah. All right, Justin, what was your I gave it a solid four. If I would have stopped it sixty percent the way through, I would have given it probably a two and a half or maybe a three. Cause I thought it was kind of boring and then the thing happens and i was like i'm really into this <laughs> and i really liked it so i liked it actually i gave it a four cinemated i gave it a three a three uh, i mean that's solid it was a solid concept the writing was not great mm-hmm. but the concept was pretty cool and the the like <laughs> I, I i got you we'll get the there. grossness <laughs> of it it was gross <laughs> But also, it was total shit for, like, real content. <laughs> well, I gave it... You're not going to be shocked by this by any means. Oh, five stars! I gave it four, four and a half. Four and a half. It's, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, it's basically James Wan got to make a big budget B-horror movie, and I was all in. I mean, the acting is not great, and there's a lot of cheesiness to it, but I was like, this is my type of movie, and I loved it. And when you got to the third act, which we'll talk about, I was just like, oh my god. All right, so from here forward, we are going to get into the spoilers or ruinsies of the movie. So if you have not watched it and you don't want anything ruined Watch it and come back. Or if you don't care, just keep listening. All right, I feel like we've given them ample warning. <laughs> they get yeah. it. I know. This is a movie I went in completely blind. I didn't watch a single trailer. I didn't I didn't watch anything about this movie before I saw it because I didn't want to know. I, I knew it was a James Wan movie, and that was enough for me. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was the same way. So, but my youngest son, Archer was like, what do you watch? And I was like, Oh, this horror film. You can't watch it. It's called malignant. And he's like, Oh, I see trailers on YouTube for it." He's like, isn't it about uh, an imaginary friend who is killing people? And I was like, Oh, is that what this is? And at the time I was 30 minutes in and I, there was nothing about an imaginary friend yet. So I was like, Oh, and so then I, I was like, I don't think that's this Archer's something. That's something different. And then I started, <laughs> I was like, Oh, it is her imaginary friend. 
And I was like, this is so dumb. Like, I get it. Okay, imaginary friend kills people. Sure, blah, 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 blah. And then anyways, when I picked him up, I was like, guess what? It was definitely not the imaginary friend. (laughs) Well, I thought for the longest time that it was more of a, you know, you get the beginning scene in the hospital and you kind of see it behind the curtain a little bit, like creeping around. And I, I thought it was just like a, a brother or, or some something like that to her that she was psychically connected to. Well, to Ashley's credit, I, it was super clear in the writing or lack thereof that she was going to be the killer. Yeah. It was super clear. And I mean, it, it definitely took me for a spin in how they did that. I didn't see that coming, but I was like, okay, she's definitely doing it. They're making it look like she's not. And, and real quick, I was trying to, I actually want to ask you Brad for real. Is it just something in horror films, and they did that on purpose? Some of the lines and dialogue, especially from her, seemed... Because it wasn't a B film as far as how it was made, and Warner Brothers made it, and it was done well. But I was like, why aren't they making her say some of these lines? So, uh, like the, um, guess what? I'm adopted. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The way she delivered that news was uh, so fake. Her line at the end, I always wanted blood. And it looks like it was in front of me the whole time. What? Yeah. Come on. Well, that whole storyline <laughs> part was dumb, too. Because when she told her sister, like, I was just excited to finally have something of my own blood. Like, who A, who says that? B, who cares? Like, yeah. you can't. I'm sorry. This long Also, what a weird way to say this, it. Clearly, this sister of yours likes you a lot. You're a jerk. Like, Yeah. You tried to kill her in, in utero. That was part, part of the the way I saw it as a B movie, because I mean, the dialogue wasn't the best a lot of the times. And the one, See, character, I didn't know if they were doing our purpose or not. The one character, the, the, like the forensics girl who was like in love with the police officer who was just so weird and random. Very random. <laughs> did you guys watch Arrested Development? Yes. No. Did, did you see Marta? She was in it. You know that the main girl was in um, X-Men first class. What was she in that? She was that girl that um, Xavier meets at the bar who has the two different color eyes and he hits on her. She She's also in the Annabelle movie, the first one. And her name uh-huh. is Anna. Her name is Annabelle. Annabelle uh-huh. Wallace. And that's her name in the film, right? Or that's her name in real life? That's her name in real life is Annabelle. Oh, she's Emily slash whatever else she is in the film. Right? Madison. But also Emily, right? Yes. Gabriel calls her Emily. Because she, yeah, she was, she was adopted. We find that out kind of partway through in a terrible way what do you mean in yeah. a terrible way his parents just straight up gave her away man i mean she did just like you know, you know yeah, like yeah. oh i'm adopted <laughs> thanks and, the, and man and her mom her like adopted mom seemed real cool man she was trying to help they definitely didn't treat her too well when she would talk to gabriel when you thought it was just an imaginary friend and she they were like it was gabriel who did it and we're like you need to stop this and yeah all right so the point that got me where I was like, okay, I like this. I didn't know. I kept thinking, okay, obviously whatever this killer thing was, was, was the thing in the beginning. We get that. Yeah. I was like, maybe she's, or it's controlling. I thought for a while it was face value. Okay. Imaginary friend controlling her, not fun. But when the, so when they were on the, in the hospital, even that part, I was kind of almost not looking at the screen. Cause I was like, all right, well, you know, the sister found the tape and they're asking her questions. Yep. But when they said, let's wake, let's go ahead and wake Gabriel wake up. I was like, yeah. up the camera and go second, around him. Wake him up. And then when they go around, it's like, yeah. <laughs> those was, was, those like, arms? <laughs> I was like, she has a quadro on the back of her head. I yeah, knew, totally I knew when they said, when they said to her, you're going to, you, we put him to sleep or we gave him a sedative. And that's probably why you feel a little like lethargic too i was like oh they're like siamese twins uh, or conjoint twins right yeah 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 sorry that was a bad term conjoint twins that that definitely was a part i did not expect because i i thought maybe it was you know the like you said conjoined twins so she just still had a connection with him but he like yeah. grew up into like this this killer creature guy that could still have a connection with her i wasn't expecting we're going to cut the cancer out and cut yeah. the body off and like shove him into her back into, into her, her head. skull. Yeah. I was not expecting that at all. Oh, 
And that was so gross. It was yeah. so gross. And then, so, I mean, I thought they did a good job in the end. I was like, okay. So the boyfriend shoving her in the beginning, like it all meant something, which that's I like. That's how he popped out. Cause yeah. he smacked her against yeah. the wall. Smacked her against the wall. I've watched the film three times. Oh because that's what my I do. God, and Brad. You've watched this three times? I have watched it three times. What's wrong with you? Because I fucking love this movie, Justin. That <laughs> that's much? what's wrong I with me. I mean, but as I've watched it more, there's there are so many hints dropped in throughout the movie where she keeps talking about or They're people not will hints. mention to her. It's bad writing. <laughs> well, they, they talk about things in her mind and in her head, and I wish I had a connection to someone many, many times. And right. Too I many. The other thing that they use in the score of the movie they use clips from the pixies song where is my mind uh, quite often in in the music so they they even throw it to like in your face there i love this movie i think i clearly the beginning part i just enjoyed it like yeah it wasn't fantastic but i was in trying to go like okay i kind of got a feeling of like a some sort of like dark man type thing that he was you know separated from her and he grew up into this creature with like the trench coat and he's off somewhere else like trying to get back at her kind of thing and i was like oh i'm into this it's cheesy as hell but i'm into this kind of thing and but when we got to the twist of he's still inside of her head he and he controls her and then when the prison scene into the police station happens i was just 100 percent into this anna called it before when you saw the police officer chasing the Gabriel at the time. Yeah, because you could kind of see him moving She was backwards. like, is he running backwards? Oh, I see. And I then Jeff was like, is it crab crawling? <laughs> it was. But that, that scene where she fi- where he kind of takes over when she's in the prison and they like beat her up and then she just pulls the back of her head open and he pops out and then she just... I guess it, at that time, as Gabriel takes over and just mm. kills everybody in the cell, I was not expecting the movie to go from what it was to that moment. Yeah. I just kind of squealed in glee going, this is awesome. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> became a uh, superhero movie for a second. It's that fight scene. that Between that fight scene and then the one in the prison, it seemed very similar to the, you know, the first fight scene in Aquaman where they're coming after Nicole Kidman in the in the house and the the oh, way the way that. she was moving around and well I've obviously seen that movie many times as well but it was choreographed similarly to that but they had to I know they brought in a bunch of contortionists and stuff like that to help try to get movements cuz they had to move fluidly backwards and like how would you go at people that way and it was very creative do you think that they just put like a silicone mask on the back of that girl's head oh yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely i was i actually was thinking about i was like that's an easy uh costume mask just a little tiny tiny skull giving out all her hair (laughs) yeah because you know and that that was again one other part where i was like okay that's clever because the whole time you're like whatever this thing is is very like samira ring like but also uh, the way you know it's yeah it does weird things you're like oh because it was backwards the whole time why did he fashion his weapons so crudely why not just not use normal weapons i kept thinking i was thinking of that the whole time too like what was so special that's a good question i think it was because the it was the doctor that you know cut the cancer out and it was whatever the ward said on it that she had won so I, I, I think it was just some sort of I'm going to take this thing that she won and she basically tried to get rid of me. So I'm going to kill her with it. And now I'm going to fashion that into a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked up some stuff on conjoined twins because I was like, all right, what's the real thing here? But because usually that would be like the child eaten by the other one in the womb or absorbed or whatever. Yeah. And they are sometimes born with it like dead hanging there, almost like. A lump of skin they'll mm-hmm. cut it out and just remove it but unless they're like 
yeah, real conjoined and both are fully formed fetuses. Like they separated those two. Remember those two girls that had like the same brain? Yeah. And they were like teenagers. They separated them. And when they did, like they had severe like anxiety for a long time being separated from each other. I like that he took something sort of quasi real and made it absurd, but I liked it. I thought that was fun. I thought the walking backwards fun. The surprise really got me. I was like, and this, the thing, I mean, it was, it didn't seem CGI. The, it was just like, you know, some costume designer made a, a quado on the back of this girl's head. Oh, here's my question though. So she was young and the, the thing hadn't formed all the way. So it was still talking to her. Ugh. And then as she got older, it started growing its own stuff. Like, no, it arms. always had teeth. Yeah, she it, always had, even when she was little. Yeah, like yeah. you don't see the you you never see the back of her head until you know that moment when they they do the twist. Like if you look at any other when she's even younger, all you see her is from the very front. No, I know, but like her parents knew that there were teeth and stuff back there. Yes, and that's why they kind of just dropped. That's why her the mom gave her up. Yeah. Well, I thought she gave her up because she tried to cut her with a knife. No, that was the adopted mom. Yeah. Oh, the adopted mom was the knife parents? Yes. Yeah. Because Gabriel kept calling her. And then at the end when Gabriel was like, she chose you over me is because she didn't kill the baby. Oh, she wanted to. He was supposed to kill. Then when she was cutting the cake, it wasn't to kill the mom. It was to kill the baby. Yeah. Did the uh, sister remind you of Florence Pugh a little? Yes, a little bit. Uh, and the uh, the cop guy reminded me a little bit of Tom Cavanaugh. Maybe it's because I've thought about these two people recently, but both of them, I was like, oh, you kind of remind me of that. And the the sister in the scene where you see her get shot, I was like, oh man, they killed off the sister. And then when he comes back where, you know, she had taken control of the mind back and made it seem like things were happening and he thought it was real, basically what yeah. he did that's to her. Some, that's some uh, Twilight episode five where they have the mind fight. Oh, yeah. Were you surprised when she, like, shot her sister? I was not surprised when she shot her sister. I was just like, well, she's going to be real fucking sad when she wakes up out of this. Yeah. And then she wasn't because she didn't really shoot her. Boom. <laughs> well, at first, when I, the movie started, because I hadn't watched a trailer. I hadn't seen anything for this. I, I, I did the full cinema, and I'm like, I'm not watching a trailer for this for you know, this one. I'm, I'm going in blind. I'm going to see how mm-hmm. this works. And it worked out pretty good. At first, I was like, okay, is this some sort of like weird ghost thing? Because, you know, her husband dies and then you see the the black creature come up like it's like the ring coming out of the TV kind of thing. And because I know you, you, you text us about deadbolts on the doors because... <laughs> I when she, well, I mean, where... when she got home by herself and she was like, <laughs> I installed deadbolts. And I was like, bitch, you should already have those on your doors. <laughs> Do you think it was a weird call giving him electricity powers? Yeah. He wasn't supernatural. He was just a twin. No, but like, remember they said in the beginning, we've been doing all these experiences and he's getting stronger. And yeah. now he can control the electricity. Yeah. He can, he kind of had a, a psychic ability in a way to where he could. Yeah, and the I only way think... he could communicate is through a radio, a phone, or some sort of electrical device. Which I kind of, I thought, I kind of thought that was cool. Is that ha- how he could communicate? It kind of kept the the ruse too for a long time that where he could just call somebody and you, you know, with her in the room, and you think, oh, he's it, it is someone else somewhere c- calling them because. You would think it was her, and then you don't think it's her, and then, like, I thought they did a really good job with that. I know I know a lot of, like you said, it was bad writing, dialogue was terrible, but... How I long applaud- do you think it'll be before there's a malignant two benign? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This, this movie... Malignant it, stage three. Obviously, it, it didn't make a ton of money in the theater, um, I don't know how it's doing on HBO Max as far as streaming, but I was shocked that Warner Brothers gave James Wan a whole bunch of money to make this movie. Like, how how was this pitch meeting of him going in and goes, I, I got this idea, guys. It's uh it's this twin that's like a tumor, and then we're gonna have him like kill people backwards. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah that. here have fifty million dollars. Cool. Go do do what you want to what what you want to do. This film had a fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, had a fifty million dollar budget. I guess that's not that much. I mean, for a horror movie, it can be. Uh, I mean, pretty big because a lot of horror movies are made fairly cheaply. All right. Do you have any more thoughts on *Malignant* that you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Justin, I think I'm good. That was good. Well, I did put put this question on our Twitter to ask what people thought of *Malignant*, and we did get a few responses. I'll read a couple of them. Uh, we got one from Eric Toth. He said it was pure horror entertainment. Pure horror entertainment. Yeah. Ryan L. Terry, he's a friend of the show, said it's a good extended X-Files episode. I was kind of enjoying it until everything in the police station at the end. So it was kind of opposite. Like, I guess the first two acts are fine. And then, however... No, I think I do say like the police station became more of a superhero film, yeah, and less of a horror film. Uh, the epic film guy said a fully unhinged and ultra violent camp fest that deserves to be celebrated, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Camp fest. Sam from Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs said, "So this will probably be kill me, but whatever. Yeah, it's the last third is insane." but I didn't really enjoy it. Everything felt cheesy as hell. Probably had way too high expectations from everybody going full hyperbolic on it. Yes. Binge Movie says my favorite movie of 2021. I agree with that. What? You agree with that? I do. And then Gidget from the Retro Cinema Podcast said, cut out the shit at the hospital at the beginning, giving away the secret. Then pretty good movie. They gave away the reveal. We knew the whole time. I did not know the whole time. That's for sure. I, I didn't either. I, I I thought it was something else than what it really was. If you have any more thoughts on Malignant, you can let us know. Just go to wearethecinemaguys.com, and you can connect to us on our social, email, or call us. No one ever calls us but salespeople. I forgot oh about the number <laughs> you could call. That's kind of fun. All right, let's move into at-home recommendations. I have a few this week. What about you guys? I got one, definitely. Hold on. I can start it off while you think about it. I have three. Well, three slash four. My first one is going to be from my four-course reel, and that's Hideaway. It is on Hulu. And I suggest checking it out. It's from, you know, 1995. Jeff Goldblum, Alicia Silverstone, Jeremy Sisto is in it. And I love the soundtrack. Also on Hulu is a movie I just watched called Come True. And it is just this weird kind of trippy mind movie about going into people's dreams Ew. Some of it I've actually seen happen in my dreams. Like I've woken what? up. Like there's a part where you wake up and you see a dark figure in the shadow, like in a in a room. I've and they can't move. It's happened to me before in a dream. So I was like, oh my gosh, this has really happened to me. This is kind of messed up. But yeah, it's really trippy. But I really liked it. I, I highly recommend checking it out. You can put it on your horror list for the month, Justin. Maybe I will. And then the last one is the first two films in the Welcome to the Blumhouse from, on Amazon Prime. They are Black as Night and Bingo Hell. They did this uh, last year. Welcome to the Blumhouse is kind of an anthology of movies. So what they is released. the Blumhouse? The, it's a production company. Like They release a oh. lot of horror movies jason blum is the producer like he did freaky happy death day i hear people always mention it i just didn't really know what yeah. it was so last year they released four movies under this welcome to the blum house which were okay they weren't all that great this year they're releasing four more and these are the first two and i actually really enjoyed them all right what do you got justin so the main one is squid games that's gonna actually, be mine i know it's gonna be yours too uh, I'm really enjoying it. We did two episododes so far. You finished it right actually? Yeah, being f- finished is it still worth it? Yes. I definitely. think it's really it's kind of hunger games ish. It's a Korean uh, TV show. It's nine episodes. They're all about an hour long. I, I I've heard a lot of good things about it. Like I've heard a lot of people talk about how how good it is. 
Yeah, it's really good. Have you seen Alice in Borderland? A lot of people are comparing it to that show. Oh, no. Which is a Japanese show. I've only seen the first episode of that, and it's kind of trippy, which is also on Netflix. And then also I started the long descent into Supernatural. So I'll be talking about that for the next year or so. Who was it at the expo that called you out about watching it? Was it Felicia Day? Felicia Day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cinnamon, besides the Squid Games, do you have any other recommendations for the week? I was just going to do Squid Games, and I was going to recommend a movie. Oh, I was going to not recommend Paradise Hills. Oh, that was that one with Mila Jovovich. Oh, I have one more. Do it. Go ahead. Chris and I watched, we started it like at night, and we were just going to watch it and fall asleep, but we liked it so much we did not fall asleep. Uh, The Starling with Melissa McCartney. Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch that. I know. I thought you... It's so good. It's so good. What's it on? I liked it. Netflix. You might not like it, Brad. Yeah. It's about a couple going through the loss of a child. And so it's kind of... It's not funny or... I'm out. Gory. Or it's not scary either. It's not not bloody enough for me. I'm out. And she kind of bonds (laughs) with this bird, the starling bird. All right, so that will do it for another episode of The Cinema Guys. We will be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. Just make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss one. But until next time, maybe we will see you at the movies. talking about me <laughs> what if we just saw something a shadow go across go the across the screen i'd be like oh shit. i'm on the podcast now <laughs> <laughs>